0: Welcome back to a new episode of my podcast. I'm your host, Jordan Ricker, and today I'm talking to a very special guest. I'm here with Brandon Fletcher, the pastor of High School Ministry at Bentry Bible Church. Brandon is an incredible person and I admire how he teaches the amazing love of Christ to high school students such as myself. So please tell my audience a little bit about yourself.
1: (laughs) First off, this is so dope. (laughs) One, I'm incredibly proud of you for this whole podcast thing. We talked about it a long time ago, and you're smashing it right now. Love it. It's crazy to be sitting here talking to you about this and on the podcast. So thank you very much. (laughs) Of course. Uh, The second thing about me, I am a military brat that is born in uh, Frankfurt, Germany, Uh, grew up kind of believing in Jesus, but not following Jesus. So my life was very worldly. I had a rough family situation, lived super worldly throughout high school, throughout college. And then uh, towards the end of my college career, God just got a hold of my life and completely turned me around. So, man, I'm I'm one person I can say truly I've been saved by the grace of Jesus. It took me a long time to really understand what grace was because I was still trying to earn things on my own which led to me being suicidal, being honest, in the faith as a person who was pursuing ministry. Uh, But then God finally broke me down with John 15 and I had freedom realizing that Jesus loves me for me. Um, I'm not earning his love. I can't be perfect, so I don't need to try to be perfect. I just need to try to pursue and follow the Lord. So that's a little bit about me. I'm very transparent, as you can hear just in my introduction. Mm -hmm. Yeah.
0: What an introduction. (laughs) I think it's amazing how you can just come out and say all of that really open stuff about yourself. I'm still trying to learn how to be open to that level, but that's incredible. So I also didn't know that you were born in Germany. We've talked about this a few times, but (laughs) when did you move to the U.S.?
1: So I was born in Germany. I was an infant, of course. I was brought back over to the U.S. I might have been like 10 months. Um, But then we moved back to Germany. I spent my first through fourth grade in Germany and came back in fifth grade to Texas. Yeah. Wow. Yeah. yeah. It was a very different, Germany and Texas, in terms of climate. So, yeah.
0: <laughs> <laughs> wow. So you don't remember much about Germany, really.
1: I do. Um, I remember... I remember seeing castles. We got to tour castles when I was in the first and fourth grade, uh, just because there's a whole bunch of, yeah, yeah. you you think about Europe, Europe, there's buildings that are older than the United States over there. So we got to tour castles. We got to just see a lot of beautiful things. And that's what I remember. Uh, The food was great too. Incredible food. But yeah, I remember seeing incredible landscape landscape. I remember just the weather being incredible because I mean, I think it was in the middle of the summer. We'd just be outside just running and having fun. And that's very different than Texas. You know yeah, I mean? so, it really is. Yeah, yeah. I remember a little bit about Germany.
0: That's so interesting. Yep. Wow. Yep. Okay, so I'm going to move into your first question. Let's I do ask it. everyone who I interview this question first because uh-huh. I think it's the most interesting one. So what's the best piece of advice you've ever received?
1: Hmm. Best piece of advice I've ever received? Um, man, that's a hard one. Right. Yeah, it's hard. It's I know it's so hard. a <laughs> hard question. In fact, when I, saw, when I heard that question, I was just like, dang, I wish it was a <laughs> theological question I could just give a straight answer to. But I think I have two pieces of advice that were actually the best piece of advice. One, a friend just telling me, hey, bro, Jesus loves you. Stop right. trying to earn what is freely given. Mm-hmm. Right. Uh, that set me free in so many different ways. The other one was really, man. I'm trying to think how to word it because I'm going to paraphrase it. But it was truly like, hey, stop living for people. You know, that Mm -hmm. that right there will tear you down and tear you apart. And it doesn't mean to be rude to people or, you know, inconsiderate. But your life can't be based around being accepted by folks. You know what I mean? So those are just two freeing, very great pieces of advice that I've ever gotten. So.
0: I think in Galatians, it talks about that. I remember reading that one time about how you can either only be here to please people or to please God. I read that verse and I never got it out of my head and I loved it, but I definitely agree. Like sometimes I catch myself
1: people pleasing. Right. Yeah. I feel like that's
0: sometimes just like human nature, but you (laughs) definitely have to like keep yourself in check with that
1: you do, you do. all
0: right next question how did you get called to be a pastor and then tell us the story of how you got to venture and talk about the cross thing
1: oh yeah, you want to hear these, the story <laughs> no, that is the coolest story i've ever heard you
0: talk about and okay it's the best thing ever <laughs> all right that's dope
1: that's dope okay so um <laughs> all right so this story it might seem wild but it's a hundred percent true uh and when i tell it to you it is descriptive of my life, not prescriptive for every life of any believer, right? Mm-hmm. So basically that means... It's unique. It's unique. It doesn't mean that God is going to function with you like that. It's just that's the way he functioned with me. Um, I I was in a real bad breakup in college, which led me to, hey, pursuing the Lord truly with all my life. He had been pursuing me all through college. Um, I got plugged in with a pastor who started discipling me and... This pastor was very interesting, man. He was discipling me. I was I was walking in the Lord, just trusting him. And as he's discipling me and I'm watching him live his life, I really started feeling this call on me, hey, to preach, to go into ministry to pastor. So after wrestling with it for a bit, I went to this pastor. I sat down with him. His name was Almond Dillard. He's in San Marcos, Texas. Shout out to you. Um, but (laughs) you you know, I'm going to send you the podcast. (laughs) Hope you hear this. But, um, incredible that him and I sat down and I was like, Hey, I feel this call to preach to which he told me. He felt the same call when he was younger and he asked God for a sign. He specifically asked God to see a cross, right? So he said when he asked God to see a cross, he started seeing crosses all over the place. Oh my goodness. So he goes, "Ask God for a sign." So I left that meeting, uh, forgive me for saying this pastor Diller, thinking this dude is crazy, man. He's <laughs> off his rocker. I'm not listening to any of this. This is just bull. Um, so I went home very um I mean, I was like super in doubt. I was doubting everything. Uh, went to my house. Nobody was there. I sit in my apartment complex. I had two roommates at the time and I'm just like, man, that was stupid. Who gives that kind of advice? Right. And I'm sitting in a chair in mm-hmm. front of a, uh, <laughs> in front of a table in our living room. And I was just like, all right, God, if you want me to be a preacher, if you want me to be a pastor to go in ministry, mm-hmm. let me see a cross. Now, mind you, I had surveyed the whole apartment for about two minutes seeing that there's no cross anywhere around no way this will happen happen, right It just can't right so basically i'm being extremely prideful in this moment like this can't happen let me ask it there's no way you can make this happen so boom i won't be a pastor i won't be a preacher i won't go into ministry so i said that right and i looked around i was like boom no cross and i pridefully started smiling and i was like all right see the second i said see my door opens, right? <laughs> my roommate comes in, says, hey, Brandon, throws his keys on the table that's sitting in front of me. And I kid you not, an emblem on his key was a cross and it set right in my face and stopped right there, to which I start freaking out. And I'm like, I would too. you know, like what just happened here, right? So I'm like, man, this is coincidence. I run back to my room. i started praying to the Lord. I was like, this can't be, this is fake. I need you to show me a couple of other things. Um, I worked at a job where you could not have anything Bible or scripture, right? Well, same thing. You couldn't read any scripture. You yeah. couldn't have a Bible present. And I was like, I said, I had a horrible breakup. So I was, I asked the Lord that night. I said, Hey, if you really want me to do this? Let me go to my job. Let me read scripture. And also I'm going to apologize to my ex-girlfriend for everything that I did in this relationship. Uh, and it was bad. I mean, when it was a bad breakup, y'all are getting the transparent part. We was not talking. It was arguing, all that mm-hmm. stuff. So I said, let our conversation be peaceful, or our interaction. Right. So I went to work. Um, man, I got, I was in a space where I was by myself. God worked all this out. And I called my ex-girlfriend. She didn't answer, but I left a voicemail. And I said, hey, I apologize and all of that. whoop whoop um, the day was almost over. All of a sudden, I start blowing up with phone, te- phone uh, text messages. I look down, and it's my ex girlfriend, and she's peacefully interacting with me, and she's for telling me for the first ever. time ever, right? And again, not a coincidence. Not a coincidence. <laughs> I'm not blaming <laughs> her by any means. It's not the slightest coincidence. <laughs> not blaming her by any means, but just like it was a rough time, mm-hmm. so it was a peaceful interaction that had never happened before. And then she included scripture in her text message to me. So there's a realization in that moment. Okay, God, this was peaceful. God's moving, and this is where I see scripture. And the next thing you know, I go into ministry, and it's been a whirlwind from there. So, yeah, everybody, he's not going to deal with you like that. Wow. Okay, well, if God wants you
0: somewhere. He's going to figure out. He'll make way it to get clear.
1: That's perfect, Jordan. Yes, he'll make it clear. He'll For make it clear. Yeah, that's
0: just an awesome story. I I don't think I've ever heard a story <laughs> quite like it. To be
1: honest, it's crazy. He's
0: sending you literal physical signs
1: i mean god
0: still does miracles to this day he does it's not over not just back in the old testament
1: maybe i should have asked for like the lottery (laughs) (laughs) like god send me a sign lottery (laughs) numbers actually yeah wow
0: so that's gonna be hard for you to top but what's the coolest thing god has ever done in your life leading up to this point
1: yeah yeah coolest thing god has ever done Honestly, is what I said in my introduction. Um, when I tell, I want your listeners to hear this because I want them to understand that there is freedom in Christ. Right. There is, there is, there is freedom in Christ, Christ. And we just need to trust who Jesus is and the work that he has done. Right. So the greatest thing that God has ever done is release me from self-shame. Mm-hmm. Right. I lived in continual self-shame because of sin that I wrestled with okay uh personal sin that i wasn't telling anybody about and when i realized that look this personal sin that i'm trying to white knuckle and 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 fix on my own right and let me ask you this can i say what it was on this yes Are you sure absolutely Are you sure yes um whew, man this is a big one i don't care if it gets me in trouble gets me in trouble uh, so i like many people in the world today was wrestling with porn and masturbation 100 mm-hmm. percent um But the Lord, like I was sitting there fighting that and I was like, God can't possibly love me. Like, this is something I'm wrestling secretly with. I wasn't telling anybody about. And it was just such a bad issue Um, to the point that even when I had stopped doing it, I was still self-shaming myself about Mm it because I wanted to be perfect. Because I was trying to earn God's love. And I believe that anybody, if anybody knew that I had struggled like that, or that at the present time when it was going on, that it was my struggle, that I was a monster and nobody would want to deal with me, right? And then I came to the truth that Jesus truly loves me, right? I'm not working for it. Right.
0: You're uh, not working for right. it. When so sin, hard to realize, right. When I sin, it's so
1: hard to realize. So, and even when you sin, it doesn't take away His love. Mm-hmm. He loves you, right? There might be a disconnect in, like, hey, your 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 relationship in a sense, and I don't mean like, hey, he doesn't love you anymore, he's not connected with you anymore. Um, you personally just start feeling sh- Christ. exactly, you know, you know what I'm saying? You're, you're denying from that standpoint, mm-hmm. but at the same time, God is a good shepherd who pursues you, right? right? So while it, you don't lose love from the Lord, um, you just feel bad you're overcome by just lies. So I was sitting in that lie. And when God freed me from those lies, it was amazing. Right. I had true victory over my struggle to where it's like, man, that doesn't bother me anymore. I'm not attracted to it. I'm not desired. I don't have any desires there. Uh, Additionally, I went and talked to people and I told them, hey, here's what I was struggling with. And when I would share with them, I was expecting them to hate me. And that never happened. All they did was tell me, I wish you would have told me sooner. And they encountered me with love. So I think the most powerful thing God has done in my life is when I operated in his truth, he disarmed the power of lies in my life. That's what happened. Where I was loved by him and loved by others. So, yeah. So
0: well said. (laughs) So well said. Oh, my goodness. When we were at lunch a few weeks back and we were talking about, you were like, when you're starting this podcast, it's going to be hard not to completely like disarm in that sense you completely just did yeah and that's something that i'm still learning like you don't you're not viewed as weaker if you tell people the actual struggle and sin encounters you've had but you're viewed as a human being who's running after the love of christ
1: 100 percent. and you know there's going to be people who don't get that right right and they're going to attack Um, And the thing is to still stay trusting in the Lord and rest your feet strongly and firmly in him and know that there is a body of believers who do get it and accept it. Right. Now, I don't say this everywhere. I know there's different because there's different spaces when I feel like, hey, this is going to be helpful and it'll be hurtful to others. Mm -hmm. So in this space, I'm hoping and I'm praying that this is helpful for others. It might get some back. I might get some flack for it. But I truly believe that this might help those who are listening see and experience the freedom in Christ that is available and know that they're not alone that's the biggest you're thing you're not alone yeah yeah
0: right that's incredible okay so talking about the past mm-hmm. obviously you shared a past and struggle but if you could go back to your younger high school self which I haven't known you for that
1: yeah, long yeah, yeah. but <laughs> obviously I just yeah
0: yeah we want to know about that and what would you tell him your younger high school self and what was high school like for you
1: So I was a jock in high school. (laughs) (laughs) I was a football player. I had always been a football player. I was, you know, I won't say pretty popular, but I was popular enough. I had friends and all of that. Mm -hmm. Um, So high school was, it was fun. It was relatively easy. I was super smart. Uh, Somewhere that changed. I don't know where. But um, I also know that I desperately wanted to be big man on campus. Like I wanted everybody to like, know and love me and be like oh there's brandon when i walk in the The guy the guy right (laughs) definitely and i had a friend who i thought in my mind that's the guy so i always wanted to be him right and i would tell myself um hey if i could go back in high school and talk to myself now i'm like stop trying to be something that you're not
0: that's so good
1: yeah yeah and and in fact that is such a low standard to be the big man on campus. To be the guy. Don't do that. Just really.
0: What does that do for you?
1: What does it do for you? It earns you nothing. Be content with who you are. And find out who you really are. And live in that person. Um, because being big man on campus. I, I started doing that in college. And man. The funny thing is. You create your own.
0: Pridefulness.
1: You create your own pridefulness. But you create your own castle. That's built of straw but you think it's built of brick. And the funny thing is it's easy for that thing to go up in flames and you to be all by yourself. So that's what I would just say, man. If I go back to high school, I'd say, dude, figure out who you are Mm -hmm. and be that don't ascribe to be anybody else on this planet. Be the only you that God has created you to be and glorify God in that. So yeah,
0: no matter what people say, right? That's
1: it. That's it. And enjoy it, man. It's It's less stressful. Who cares? And people who don't like you for you, forget that, man. Forget, it. forget it. Just make sure that they don't do. Entertain you, don't entertain <laughs> it. Who are they, right? So um, just make sure that the you that you're being is not controversial to God's will. So, mm-hmm. yeah, because if you're a jerk, don't be a jerk. <laughs> That's it. That's right. it. Yeah.
0: High school is really a pivotal time of reflection for people, and it's when you're trying to find your identity, trying to figure out who you are. Mm-hmm. So you have so much going for you being a high school pastor cuz these people were the youth yeah i know and it's the next generation yeah, right yeah. so what made you want to work with high schoolers as opposed to other age groups
1: man um really the lord and i truly love y'all Like that's that's it. But um, we love you. Well, thank you, Jordan. (laughs) You feel good. Um, God sent me here and led me here. I was working with young adults before this and I felt like my time was up and I just didn't want to do that anymore. So I was kind of in this space of like, what do I do? Like I went to seminary for youth ministry and trying to figure out, God, where are you calling me to? And I got to at a former church I was at. Go to a youth retreat with the youth and help out and stuff. Mm-hmm. And I was reminded. That was impactful. Yeah. I'm like, dude, you love youth. You love high school students. Do what God has called you to do. Um, so that's the fun part, man. Just sitting here and talking with y'all and just wanting y'all to learn some of the stuff that I know now that can help you live a better and more freeing life. So, yeah.
0: That's amazing. Yeah.
1: Pass it down. Right. Pass it down.
0: <laughs> okay. So, you've experienced it all. So yeah. tell me about someone who has made an influential impact on your life and how they have made your life better.
1: Ooh. That's good. Um, my pops.
0: My your pops. pops.
1: Yeah, my dad. Uh I say that in this way. He wasn't the best influence when my when I was growing up um and if i'm honest my parents split when i graduated high school um but he wasn't living for jesus then he was my mom he began to live for jesus as he moved up here to dallas started going to Oak Cliff bible fellowship God's starting a whole bunch of stuff in his life and that's when i moved to dallas some years later started going to seminary and he brought me into his home mm-hmm. and Everything that he unintentionally taught me when I was younger and in high school, he showed me a different side as I was a man, right? And he started teaching me how to be a man and not just a man, but a man who loved and chased after God. So I would say my pops had a big, big um, impact on my life, extremely, uh, even now to this day. Like, he's somebody I confide in, I talk to. He knows everything about me Aww, in and out. Oh, that's so
0: sweet. So, yeah,
1: that's my guy, man. If you ever listen to this, shout out to you. Um, also, I will put you in a retirement home if you keep acting up. So. <laughs> <laughs> that's my guy. My grandfather also. That's my best friend. And if I, uh, if I get married before he passes, my grandfather is 96 years old. Uh, he's going to be my best man at my wedding. So, yeah, yeah. 100%. Yeah. Yeah, that's my guy
0: yeah for sure mm-hmm. okay so you just talked about how your pop started living for jesus right yeah, yeah. so what's the difference between knowing who jesus is and living yeah. for
1: Jesus? oh man um truly the difference is following him right right yeah that's that's it um it's funny because we're going to talk about that tonight john <laughs> okay. 10 but um when you know who Jesus is, you can sit and know just the knowledge of God, but your life never changes, right? That's the ding, problem. Ding, ding. That's yes. the problem. So many people know the Lord or know of God, right? And so many people think they know God and they're not spending time in God's word to get a first person presentation of who Jesus is. They're just hearing it from other people in TikTok. And let me tell you, stop following TikTok pastors and start diving in the scripture. Oh, I
0: definitely agree. I don't even have TikTok fun <laughs> Come facts. Come on, Jordan. But... I do see them on Instagram reels. They're they're there. They're there. (laughs) there. And
1: and I'm not going to say all of them are bad, but I'm like, hey, this is going to sound real gross, but why not eat the real meal instead of regurgitation?
0: Mm.
1: Yeah. You know what I mean? You're smart
0: enough to open the Bible and actually look at it for yourself rather than just listening to someone talk about it.
1: And there's so many people who are willing to help you do that. right? Right. We're here. I'm here. Whatever. But, so the really difference is a life that reflects that, you know, God
0: you reflects, reflects, reflection. It. Yeah.
1: You're looking like Jesus in your life. You're following him. So you can spit all the stuff all the day you want. You can say all the scripture you want. But if you don't look like Jesus in your life, the way Jesus has revealed himself in scripture, if you're not pursuing that, if you're not pursuing a life that follows after Christ, then you're not living for the Lord. That's the difference.
0: That's couldn't be more well
1: said. Yeah. Well, thank you, thank You're you. Welcome. Yeah. You're
0: welcome. welcome. All right, this is the final question. All right, break and it I up. think this is going to be an interesting one. But what's one lesson your job has taught you that you think everyone should learn? Yeah. Being in a ministry, being in a ministry. I've had an interest in yeah, wanting yeah. to do that as a career, but I really do want to know the answer. Absolutely.
1: <laughs> no, that's a good one. That's a good one. Um, it's crazy two things really two things trust in God no matter what ministry is tough anybody who wants to do it
0: I've heard it from so many people <laughs> you it kind of scares me it. a little but at <laughs> shouldn't scare me it, it just make me want to go into it more
1: exactly exactly and I think that's the key is really trusting in God and everything <laughs> and your anxieties and all of that trust God in that um that has taught me that so much i if i'm 100% anxious i'm like honest and i just said it I am anxious every time I prepare a message. I, go I can't
0: imagine. I hate public speaking. <laughs> yeah. like, it's,
1: it's tough. It's tough. And Hands we,
0: get sweaty. Your heart starts racing. You feel like you're about to bust out.
1: <laughs> it's it's uh, so much. And the idea for me is a lot of it is I want to be perfect. I don't want to mess up. I want everybody to like it. You know, all of that. Mm-hmm. And I really need to rest in the Lord every time and say, hey, God, what are you communicating in the scripture? And what do your sheep need to know? Right. What yeah, do I need to know? Yeah. Right. So it's
0: not a you thing. It's a God. thing.
1: It's a God thing. It's That's a God thing. Right. So truly trusting in the Lord. Um, can I give you three? Yeah. Okay. Definitely. Trusting in the Lord. Boldness. Boldness is something that Boldness. needs that you need to be bold. Be bold to declare the truth and love no matter how the response may be.
0: So that goes back to last week's persecution message. about you being bold means you're willing to be persecuted for christ that's it because christ died for you
1: that's it so many believers now want the comfort of christ without the discomfort of being a christian you know (laughs) so myself included but the idea is that we've come to serve right um and we come to follow and and show christ and if jesus said You know, they've rejected me, so they will reject you. Then we have to understand that that's going to come with a bit of rejection, not just from non-believers, but from believers, too, that don't want to necessarily receive that truth in that moment. So um, boldness. Boldness is another one. So I got trust in Christ, boldness. And the other one is uh, value relationships. Oh, yeah. Value relationships and take time to get to know and learn people, build relationships with folks. Um, So often uh, myself and how I'm wired, man, I'm so... I love the scripture so much. And I just want to run in like teach the truth and tell everybody, Hey, here's what you need to be doing here. Right. And more often than not, I need to listen more than I talk. And that's what a relationship that's a good is about. Lesson. Yeah. Listening listen
0: more than you talk.
1: That's it. That's it. That's those are the big things. Listen more than you talk. And that's a relationship thing. So I think those are the three big things I can tell you. Um, and, and let me say this one thing. Cause I was thinking about this this morning when it comes to listening. Um, I think right now the world, the way that we are, we listen to find a problem with something that someone oh, says. Oh yeah, right. So we want. Wow, wanna that's an argue. incredible observation. Yeah, I've never thought about it that. Yeah, way. we we so often try to figure out what can we take offense to, <laughs> and
0: that's, way to see the good
1: in people. <laughs> yeah, yeah, exactly. So I think the idea of listening was a construct developed for understanding. And when we're listening for offense, we're not listening to understand. So that's something that we need to do. I'm praying that your generation does better with Uh, past generations. Haven't done great at it, but
0: picking out something to judge or to correct. Exactly.
1: Really trying to understand. So if you see something that doesn't make sense or you're you're like, Hey, I don't know about that. Asking the person, Hey, can you explain this to me because I'm understanding it this way. That's listening to uh, understand rather than, when you're listening to be offended, you just find that thing and then you want to go push it all on social media and bring someone down. Right. What and good does attack that do? Them. What good? Right. None. If we stop attacking each other and started trying to understand each other better, that's when true change will happen in this world. Um, and the the truest change will happen when we invite Christ in our lives. The gospel is the only thing that's going to deal with sin. So. Those are my wow. things. <laughs> you heard it from
0: Brandon. I This is the best podcast I've definitely ever produced. And I just sat here and asked you questions. So, uh, wow.
1: I feel like I talked too much.
0: <laughs> no, like every single thing you said, I had little light bulbs mm, going off in my brain. Praise the Lord. That's exactly what I wanted to happen. Mm, but thank God. you so much for doing this with me. Absolutely. I really appreciate it. I but love that yeah. you're doing it. Yeah. Go follow Brandon on Instagram. <laughs> um, come to HSN. Come on, hang out with us. But for real. Yeah. Thank you so much. Absolutely. I really
1: appreciate it. No, keep doing it.
0: Yeah. We'll see you next week. Okay. Bye.